evening and welcome to The Joust. My name is Nagy. I'm here with my co-host Liam McNeil. Liam, how are you tonight? Reflective, Nagy. I'm feeling reflective. I'm neither good nor bad. I'm in some sort of state of flux in between. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, we uh, we had the game on Sunday. The what? The game. Oh, yes. yes. Hence the state of flux. <laughs> and it, we went down. We went down 38-8 to the Roosters down there at Allianz. I always want to call it ANZ. It's the it's the two A's with the... That, uh, but I get the, the two well, stadiums confused. They both start with an A, end with a Z. What yeah. happens in the middle is anyone's guess, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't see the point. Yeah, but uh, obviously we went down there. We were down there. We had our first Joust uh, excursion, the Joust on tour. Which shan't be happening again, because <laughs> clearly we are the common denominator in uh, all the Joust losses this year. Well, 100% of the losses this year has resulted, like, it's because we were there watching them uh, in Sydney. So I think we've got to cut all those factors out. Can it? Yeah, and it's just not worth it. But Liam, I have to ask you now, because it's the first loss of the season, we thought maybe this was coming a bit earlier, but it is coming round three. What went right for you in that game? Very little. <laughs> very, very little. Um... Yeah, I can't really think of too much, actually. Yeah, okay, well, what went wrong for you? We'll kick off the wrongs first. Now, what went wrong for me is something that uh, has become a bit of a buzzword around the NRL the last, kind of this season. Like, last season, the buzzword was post-contact meters. Mm. This season, the the uh, the buzzword is effort areas. Now, Brownie oh. mentioned it in the press conference. Trent Barrett mentioned it on NRL 360 the other night. Michael Ennis mentioned it on the Big League Rap. Effort areas have become basically the buzzword for this season and where we went wrong were those effort areas you know the roosters they were quicker to get to the drop ball they were quicker to get to the bouncing ball they were quicker to take kind of these opportunities that that extra little effort will result in securing possession or scoring a try and we just didn't have that whereas the roosters seemed like they were desperate to have the ball they were desperate to succeed i feel like there was, it was a desperate win but not desperate because they need it it was just they really want to win that's a team who wants to win and those little effort areas we really kind of let ourselves down and that's what let them into the game a lot of the the tries especially you know the warrior hargraves one it was bouncing ball on the ground he just got down and got to it we had two players around who didn't get down and get to it and yeah i think the biggest thing for me was those little effort areas which i d- someone tell me what that word means yeah no well i know what, i know what you mean Liam, because mm. it for me, it was, you know, I heard a lot of people talk about after the game that the Roosters scored a lot of lucky tries. A lot of a lot of luck was involved. But I have to say that it wasn't just luck, it was confidence. And they put themselves, and in those effort areas, uh, in those little clinch moments, they put themselves in the right position to score those points. Uh, and the Knights, uh, in the key moments, didn't do that. They did the exact opposite of, if anything, they took those, uh, those chances away by squandering them. Uh, in, on last passes or, or second last passes in, in the play. Um, so, yeah, there wasn't a lot, a lot that went right as far as for me, but what went right, I'd have to say, was towards the end of the game, uh, obviously they were winning by 30 points. It, it, was, it went raining, it absolutely bucketed down, then it stopped, and then it was just that greasy sort of game. And like I know, Liam, when you remember when you used to play like games in the rain, um, like football related, not just outside, you know, in front of your parents' porch, <laughs> just like sliding you know. a boogie board down the drains in Sawtell. <laughs> that was great fun. That was really good. Sawtell sounds like some sort of ghetto every time you mention it. Well, we didn't use a boogie board. We actually used to use a cardboard sign that we stole. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't they get wet in the in the? In well, the no, it was that really thick advertising cardboard. Oh, that's the waxy? made to be yeah, the waxy stuff. Yeah. It was a, it was a street um, sign actually specifically. Lose for a drumstick. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, Streets the Ice Cream. I yeah, thought you yeah. meant like a street sign. No, I no, no. That would be far too small. That would be too, too, too small and thin. 
But I digress. It was well, when you get those greasy games after the like after the rain has stopped. It's like that steamy sort of it. You start to heat up again, and you're just wet, and it's just awful. But it's very it's very lethargic. It's very like it can take it can zap you the same way that um you know when the, when it's coming down with rain, it's a bit of wind. It can give you a bit of energy, but after it stops and it's just no. You, you just, feel so much more heavy when you're weighed down with the water, and you, it, yeah. it's harder to run. So you're putting more work in. You, but for me, yeah, what went right uh, to follow on from that, Nagy? Yeah. I've discovered something. You know, we were comprehensively beaten by a far better team, but at no point did it look like the boys gave up. Yeah, well, th- this there was wh- no giving up. This is where I was going with it. In that last sort of ten minutes, and then we got Moga binned, um, and then with like I think it was in, like seven minutes to go, and that could have been two more tries from the Roosters. Uh, and that you know, there's a in my mind um, after you know following a team that has copped some floggings uh, very recently. Um, there's a real big difference in my mind between a thirty point flogging and a fifty point flogging. And twenty think, points difference specifically. Yeah, exactly. And um, and like you know, some players, you know, some teams will just you know will accept them as just a, a beating. But I think there was a few moments in there that the the Roosters really could have put the foot in the throat, and the Knights could have crumbled away. And like we saw that um, was it last year, two years ago against the Sharks, like when they were in sixty four points, just they couldn't be stopped. But there was a bit, of, still a bit of starch in the defence, uh, still a bit of on on the line stuff. The Roosters had a lot of ball in that uh, in that last ten. Um, but you know, I just I just thought there was you know it was a nice effort at the end, but too little, too late. But it was still nice to see. And the opening 20, 25, I do think we showed that we can attack these uh you know these top tier teams because yeah. let, let's be honest, the Roosters are easily one of the premiership contenders, if not the premiership contender. Yeah. And you know, for twenty minutes, it we're looked, level pegging. Yeah, look, it, it looked alright there. We, we we you know once we got that Guerra try, it looked like we could have been onto something. But obviously, what really like where we fell to pieces. Um, you know, we poked our head through the line a couple of times. Uh, once with Ponga, uh, and that the last pass to beat the fullback with uh, Lockie Fitz on the inside, um, just going straight past his head. Uh, hard pass to get, but you know it was a, a last play option. That finds hands suddenly. You know we're back. You know I think we're back level score wise, maybe two points away. Um, the, and then obviously Moga uh, and Ross just didn't gel, didn't gel at all. Two passes. Um, you know, just obviously Moss, Ross wasn't even there. So do you blame Ross for not being there down down his wing, even though the the line was quite tight uh, and he might have been tackled over the sideline anyway. Maybe he saw maybe he saw the fullback and you know decided not to go back on the inside. <clears throat> or do you blame Moga for? passing not once but twice without looking Where, where's the fault lie there well i think the fault lies with both you know moga should be either passing looking first of all yeah or he should be adapting so he throws that first one and then says to rossi all right you're hanging back a bit more i shan't do that again but he didn't and then rossi from the first one he sees oh well tauta's thrown you know no look pass to where i maybe should have been yeah maybe next time i'll be there so i think it lies Equally with both. Equally with both. Mogo also dropped one that also led to a Roosters length of the field try as well. Uh, but they, it, you know, they definitely scored a lot of points down that down that side. Um, but in saying that, also, um, you know, c- conceding 30, 38 points. Uh, but we also lost uh, Connor Watson. Connor Watson went down um, in the, uh, very early. I think in the 12th minute, something like that. Uh, so early, I didn't even notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they did a reshuffle. And then we lost uh, Sione to a HIA for a large portion of the game as well. Only playing, I think he only played about 20 minutes. So when you take those two things into consideration and the reshuffle and the defensive line, you know, a lot of, uh, of their points came off kicks. 
uh, and you, you know, you know, you know, when you have to reshuffle your defensive line and you're playing slightly out of position, and then you get targeted on those fringes, it's 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 hard to sort of know what your your, your inside and your outside guy is going to do, um, especially around kicks where it's a little bit un, you know, a little bit less predictable that you know where your guy you're defending is, you know, especially when you're trying to defend kicks from the boot of Cooper Cronk. That yeah. kick to Ferguson was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it was and, absolutely superb. Um, yeah, so it, like I know it was a bit tough. Did you have a hats off for this week? Look, I did. You know. Herman, he's doing really well there in the front row. And he was up against a good forward pack. What Robinson has done with um, Warrior Hargraves and Napper, swapping yep. them, giving one the bench. And, you know, it's really fired them up. So they were both brilliant. But Herman still managed to, you know, get his get his meters, find his front, good footwork, made some yards. Um, you know, he, he was not a shining light, but a dimly lit bulb. Yeah. But, yeah, I think yeah. he still managed to deliver on what we kind of had yeah, promised it, from him. It was sort of turned down to a bit of mood lighting. Like, hmm. uh, is it mood lighting or moon lighting? Well, it could be either. It could be either, really. Yeah. It's about the same level of light. But uh, <laughs> just the not right amount of light to make you know us look attractive. That kind yeah. of like, quite dim. So pitch uh, black. Pitch black, yeah. <laughs> just a slight glow. Maybe like the light, just the amount of light that a Nokia 3310 would emit. <laughs> so that, that, that was, that was, uh, that was Herman S.A.S.A. The, the man's so nice, they've named him on two... Separate, separate occasions. occasions. And uh, how about you, Nagy? Hats off for yourself. Has to go to the Pong. That's right. Uh, it's For me, it is the Pong again. There was a few key, key moments. Uh, obviously, he poked his nose through. The pass didn't, you know, didn't land, but if it did, uh, he looked definitely the most dangerous um, again. And uh, he, I thought, for me, the, the real clincher was when um, Luke Keery ran through the line. And, uh, you know, was everyone was in the fluster. And sure enough, he found that guy. But I, I think Pong, like... If you look at the angle that he took out Kiri with, and he went hard at him and just absolutely took out his legs. Like, cannonballed through his legs. And any other player throwing that pass at any other point in any game does not get that pass away. That was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it was just... It was a remarkable pass. So, you know, yeah, like you've said, I think the Pong did very, very well to almost shut it down, but a freakish pass got away. And again, that was one of the effort areas. When you start putting those in, the light comes off and... You know, the ball went to hand. Yeah, and it's like, if you look at there was support on either side. If he stays back on his hips, they, they just pick and choose. They just mm. go, they could go wherever they want. But, you know, he made them throw an absolute Hail Mary, and it just happened to stick this time. So, uh, it's, mine goes to the Pong. Um, yeah, but, like, there was, it was just, this had, I think it, like, had to happen, but this wasn't a grinder. You know, this wasn't like one of those games. It wasn't against Canberra Manly where we were sort of in it, like, try for try. Um, the game got away from us very quickly. Uh, and... It for me, it you know we, we were there. We, we've you know it was the the Newcastle chant went up, which was really good. Uh, well, I think it was you could arguably say that it was louder than the Roosters chant, but I think the Roosters chant is just a bit shitty. It's um, a terrible chant. Yeah, it was a bit of a drum involved. It was just mm. a lot of Roosters. It was like it's yeah. very uncreative. Yeah, yeah, not like that Newcastle. <laughs> the, it's the three tiered chant that really everyone gets behind and saying soul at the end of yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> you got soul. But um, but yeah, no, we saw also a lot of jousters down there, which was fantastic. Ran into uh, ran into a bunch, uh, mostly circling around the pubs. But you know. It was wonderful. Yeah, it was great to meet some people who, uh, you know, clearly know who we are and don't despise us. So I think there was some some people to stop despise us. Oh, there's yeah. a lot more who despises than who didn't. But yeah. yeah, it was great to catch up with a few guys, share a few chats, and uh, 
couple of beers and stuff. It was yeah. lovely. It was nice. It was nice. But um, that, the, that's probably where the fun ended um, <laughs> after about 10 minutes. But I'll tell you what, there was a good showing of fans there. And it really, uh, you know, they obviously traveling down to Sydney. And even when it uh, pouring rain, I saw a few families leave the rain and then just go get ponchos and go back to their seats. And I thought, I thought you know, this is, you know, this is why it's a good club to follow because it's, you know, it's just... It has that sort of not everyone just really wants to them to win so and wants them to do well and we're still there to, to cheer them on right to the end. But do you have any hats back on Nagy to uh, the other end now? Yeah, could you we, narrow uh, it down? I'd say it'd either be, either be Moga. Uh, Moga just you know with the drop ball that led to the try and the two passes that went to ground, uh, they were all game hinges that just you know swung the other way. Um, I just thought that that side, but you could also give it to Ross. You know, it's. Uh, one of those two. That was for me. For yourself, hats back Yeah, on. now I had Tao as well. I think the, the sin bidding was kind of the final nail yeah. in the coffin. It was just a brain explosion. And yeah, he he really just doesn't seem to be gelling with Rossi. And again, I think we, we've discussed it before. I think it's just an issue of time. They just need more time together, training and whatnot and all that good fun stuff. Or we've got something that I think we made it address later in the sack. Yeah, okay. That yeah. could perhaps remedy that problem. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll definitely have a look. We'll, we'll have a quick short break now and we'll get our, our resident stats man on the line and we'll go over all the stats of the game. We'll be right back. Dodgers! Good afternoon, welcome to the Joust. Uh, this is our first Joust excursion. We're here at the uh, the Knights vs Roosters game here at Allianz Stadium. Liam, I have to ask you, we're coming into a, a game where we've only uh, managed about 10 points in the last three. How are you feeling? Feeling pretty good. Look, uh, it was a treacherous train trip through the Central Coast, but yeah, no, quietly confident, quietly confident. Yeah. It was the old Criminals Airway giving it its best, but we're seeing a good splattering here of red and blue, uh, not without the white, but also some white involved as well. Very hard jerseys to tell the difference against. Are you going to find any troubles out there, Liam? Look, no, I don't think I will. You know, it's a Newcastle fan, so there's always going to be a bit of white involved, but uh, yeah, no, I don't think we'll find any trouble out there. I'm picking about a 1.5 to 1 ratio Knights to Roosters fans, and I've just spotted a Bears jersey, so uh, I'm going to go buy that guy a drink. Thank you, Nagy. <laughs> Happy days. We'll see you soon, guys. Here we are at the end of the game, uh, nice first Roosters, 38-8, a lot uh, further away than we hoped so, but uh, we have, uh, what's your name mate? Shane. Sh Shane? Um, Shane. Shane. Tell us your thoughts, what happened mate? Look, another year, I think we're destined for another wooden spoon, let's face it, we're going to go for four in a row, I mean this is just absolutely tragic, we just, we just need to throw those games away, you know, we get in there in the first 20 minutes and, and then all of a sudden we just hand the ball over, concede the penalties and it's, it's all she wrote. That's all she wrote, apparently, mate. It's uh, like it, 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 it's a pretty glim sort of way to look forward, but it, it's but like glim, glim, glum, glum, glum. It's a pretty glum way to look forward, but like obviously we have next week of the Broncos. What do you think? Well, you know it's a New South Wales Queensland affair. Let's face it, and we got Piercy, but let's face it, Piercy was playing in the wrong colours tonight. You know he was playing for the tri colours. He was handing those ball overs. So it's not good, mate. It's just not good. It's not good enough. Thank you very much, guys. We'll see you next week, Justice. Thank you very much, Shane. Thanks, mate. Cheers. <laughs> All right, Kelly Wilson, now you've just bought your jersey today, yeah. and uh, we're none from one in this new jersey. What do you think, mate? What the hell went wrong? Well, this is the first time I've ever bought a jersey. I usually steal Riley's, so um, I might put it back in the drawer until uh, another away game when we might win. I mean, Jesus, that was awful. It was a debacle, wasn't it, Kelly? Look, but there's always next week, Kelly. Always next week. We're up against the Broncos, mate. What do you reckon? Are you going to avoid the game like we're going to, like the plague? Because well, clearly we're bad luck. Well, we're playing the Dragons, so um, we probably will 
We're not playing the Broncos. <laughs> Kelly, we're playing the Dragons, mate. We're not playing the Broncos. What do you reckon? Uh, I think we might go all right. The, the Dragons are a tough side, but um, we've got enough in attack to just, you know, give it to... I just don't like James Graham. Plus Easter, Redhead's a bad name, that fucking idiot. Look, he does. Plus Easter Sunday, you know, we've got God on our side. We're uh, all be coming straight from church to the game, of course. So yeah, no. get down to the Sabbath. commie uh, on the Sabbath, Easter Sunday, 2 o'clock. We'll start drinking early, you know, and then we'll uh, wrap it up with a few pingers probably. Cheers. Thank you for coming. <laughs> G'day, Justice. We're here with uh, Luke. Luke, how are you going? Yeah, I've been better, mate. <laughs> Obviously, we've just gone out 38-8 to, uh, to the Roosters. You know, we had high hopes. But uh, what do you think went wrong? Uh, just... Silly penalties, again, uh, pushing the passes, not playing to the conditions, I think. Uh, yeah, it was pretty tough to watch. It was uh, it was pissing down tonight. It was a really rainy game. Do you think that, that hurt our chances? Well, it didn't help. I don't know that it hurt. I just don't think we adjusted well enough and, yeah, just gave away the too many penalties again. That's just shooting ourselves in the foot. We'd like to give a hats off to a player we think really did well uh, and also hats back on to a player we thought we did you know, a bit poorly tonight. Any hats back ons or hats back offs? Uh, I thought uh, Moga didn't have his have his best game. A few few silly mistakes, especially right there at the end. There's no need for that. Um, uh, yeah, it was just tough to watch. We've got obviously uh, we've got Saints next week. Uh, what do you think? We how do you think we're going to go? If we're going to have any chance, we've got to got to fix our defence. I think that's our our bit. We've got points in us, but. Our defence is is the big big thing, I think. Thank you very much, Luke. We really appreciate your time. Thanks, mate. Here we are with Sean uh, after the game. Obviously, 38-8 uh, Roosters uh, took away the Chockeys tonight. But, uh, Sean, what do you think about the game? Um, it was all right. We got unlucky. Game of inches, really. We just didn't get over. So, Do you think do you think maybe the rain played a part in it? I thought we looked good when it was raining. It was closer when it was raining. And then when it stopped, they sort of took it away. So... We like to give a hats off to a player that we think we did really well. Do you have any hats off tonight for the Knights? Yeah, Skiddy. Skidmark Steve. Skidmark. Still got in there. So, sorry, still got in there and did his job even though we were down 38-8. So two minutes ago, took a run. That's what you want. Very good. Thank you very much, Sean. All right, we're here with Alex. Clearly a Tricolors fan, mate. Bit of a rough start to the year for you guys, but you've come good. How's it feel? Ah, uh, quite well. Um, I thought our first round performance was quite disappointing, but we've seen so far that the Tigers have played. You know, three solid games, and I thought maybe it wasn't so bad. We put up an all right performance against the Tigers, oh, sorry, the Bulldogs, and I still don't think tonight we've hit our straps. I'm still yet to see Tedesco do much. And Well, yeah, to be fair, we have taken out the spoon three yeah. years in a row, yeah. so putting 38 yeah. on us, that's yeah. nothing, mate. No, Who no. have you got next week? Uh, the Warriors, so hopefully in their perfect start as well. I was going to say the Warriors, mate, you've got a no chance against them, yeah, surely. They, they, they have the wood on us, so. Is that so? Yeah, I can't remember the last time we've beaten them, to be fair. Beat us last year, and even the year we won the comp, I think they beat us. So, well, well it looks like Cronk, Tedesco, uh, Kiri are coming together good. So, yeah, looks I... like you guys are in for a good season and getting towed up by you. You know, it's going to feel better when you guys get the premiership, huh? Yep, hopefully. Thank Beauty, you. Thank, thank you, mate. Thanks, mate. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are with a bunch of nice supporters. Nice tragic to come all the way here from uh, from where are you from? Newcastle. From Newcastle. New Newcastle, Central Coast, Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle, South Newcastle. Yeah, and, South Newcastle. And Newcastle. And Newcastle. <laughs> and look at. Oh, happy 18th. Here. Oh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Look. Yeah. And you had you spend your 18th uh, watching uh, the Newcastle North play the Roosters. How do you think they went? Uh, pretty shocking. It was a bit disappointing. It wasn't great, but I still believe Brown is going to bring us home. Brown is going to bring us home. What about you boys? Um, 
I really love my footy, but the Knights really disappointed me tonight. But they'll bring it together lately. Yeah, and but footy brings us all together, which is good to see. I love my footy. Fantastic. It's two out of three. What do you think, mate? Sucks. That's better. <laughs> we, we, we got some harsh, uh, we got some harsh terms, but we're two out of three. We're, we're feeling pretty good here in, in Sydney. What do you think? What do you think of next week for the St George? I think Mogan needs to look before he passes. <laughs> what about St George? Yeah, um, probably another loss. Another loss to St George. No, no, no. They need to get rid of Bura and put Safiti back on the bench. Yeah, and it might be. It might be a big call for uh, for Bure to go and, and Jacob Safiti be back on the bench. Yeah, good call. It's good. It's a good. It's a good. Maybe great call. Maybe we all need to have a good look at the team lineup tonight. But also, thank you very much. Yes, yeah, we'll love see. My mum. I love my mum. So you love your mum also. Oh, yeah, all right. So we've got Supercoach here. Like, what do, what do you recommend? Like, uh, ne next week. Brock Lamb needs to start. Connor wants it back on the bench and uh, Safiti on the bench as well. And even, even Luke Yates, you got to bring Yates back. Far out. Anyone else? Stone? What about Stone? What happened to him, man? Just all bring, bring everyone back, is it? <laughs> Thank you very much, man. <laughs> all right, here we go, boys. <laughs> what did you like about the game? Oh, come on. Are you, are you not supporters or Rooster no, supporters? Tiger. Tiger supporters. Right. What, what do you think about the Tigers? Warrior? This? Warrior? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a warrior supporter. Storm. 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 So we've got a real conglomerate here tonight. You know what? It was an enjoyable game. And yeah. I love the fucking Knights because I'm good friends with Mitchell Pierce. And the stuff to lose. You want the Knights to lose? Now the sluts are loose on the Knights. Sluts are loose on the Knights. Sorry about that. You can't put that on the Knights. Can you do the beep? Beep? We'll, we'll beep that all out. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. So, uh, just who do you go for? I go for Warriors. Fantastic team. Fantastic team. Who do you go for? The Tigers, man. Are you serious? I'm a Tiger. Who do you go for? Storm. We've got a real conglomerate here. I tell you what, I was banking up a lot of the 15,000 people on, that are here. Warriors. Come on, the Come on, the Warriors. Meet you, I'll meet you guys in Tamworth. I'll be there. There might be a bit of a... Tamworth! Are you going to be in Tamworth? We the Tigers might. are playing Newcastle in Tamworth. In Tamworth. I'm, I'm, a little bit, I'm a little bit scared to go there with Tamworth because uh, you're going to be there. But, uh. <laughs> no, I'm scared to fucking go in there. Full stop. I'm going to be fucking losing that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, boys. Thank you very much. <laughs> Row, row, row. Welcome back to the second half of the Joust. Unfortunately, our resident stat man, Josh Spiegelman, the Hebrew hammer, uh, <laughs> cannot be, uh, will not be joining us this evening. Uh, he's indisposed. Indisposed? Is that a word, Liam? Yes, or, absolutely. No, you've used that correctly. Correctly. That's very good. well used. That's very good. I'll give myself a little pat on the head. Well done, Nagy. But we do have exclusive access to Josh uh, Spiegelman's stats. And... Yeah. They don't paint. They don't paint a pretty picture. The alliteration pray, got me uh, all tongue-tied there. But pray, uh, pray tell. Well, now again, it doesn't paint a pretty picture. So lock yourselves in, Knights fans. But uh, one shining light was the pong again, as you uh, pointed out very astutely in your hats off. Mm. A team high run meters, 145 run meters. Ooh. But the number for me that uh, just shows how pong strong he is. Feel Hasht free to use hashtag pong strong. Hashtag was strong. nine tackle breaks. He got 12 in the first game. God knows how many in the second, but I think it was a lot. And nine in this game, he'll go close, I think, to leading the competition in tackle bus this year. He's just yeah. so strong and elusive. It's just wonderful. Mm. Um, and, of course, astute as we are, my very own hat's off, Herman SASA. He was there only forward to run over 100 metres. He ran for 108, made 33 tackles. So it's not a pretty picture when you're playing a side like the Roosters and 
your key forwards can't crack 100 metres. I know it's just a number, but yeah. it does lead a long way to laying that platform. And I think some of the other forwards, maybe they didn't have the chances to run those metres, but might need to start putting their hands up a wee bit more. Well, i I got to agree with you. You see your good sides, your sides that are really controlling the middle of the field. And their forwards are always running over 100. I know we say it's just a number, and I'm like I'm a big fan, especially like in other games, like you know whether you get you know whether you get to 50 or you get to these milestones, they don't actually mean anything reflectively. But there's something about that. About 100 meters is what you expect out of your forward, and I don't mind how they get there. But as you said, like putting your hand up more, like if it takes them 13 hit ups to get 100 meters, at least you know they're working and they're making that ground across the across the middle. What if they get there by running 100 meters backwards, backwards hey. to their own try line? Hey, well, well, I'd be negative. Oh, that account negative 100. Yeah, yeah. so. Anyway, but, um, you know, Guerra did get the try, but of the second rowers, Lockie Fitz was the standout. He um, ran for 98 metres, which was 50 more than uh, Aiden Guerra, but uh, missed a few in defence. Uh, Lockie, he missed three tackles, and there was three ineffective tackles. Um, so he only had a 78% tackle effectiveness rating, yeah. which, you know, for a modern edge second row, probably isn't good enough. That was something that was one of his weaknesses last year. Mm. Uh, the first two rounds, I thought he was really strong in defense. Um, he did show that he had worked on it quite a bit, but there's still those errors in his game. But again, with the grease out there. And Sione missing. Oh, he's on Sione's side, I'm pretty sure. Yes, that's yeah. correct. Yeah, so I think the reshuffle would have done him a mischief. The reshuffle did do him a mischief. So that was kind of the first of the letdowns. Barnett also had a bit of a shocker. He had five missed tackles, which I believe was the uh, the highest in the team. Uh, he only ran for 55 metres as well, which, you know, not really what we expect from Barney. He's been such a forward leader through the tough times that yeah. kind of expect a bit more out of him. But, you know, maybe he was still a bit off from that insanely heavy collision he had with uh, the Mack truck last week. That I've got to say, I was really surprised that they played him. You know, I was, um, because, uh, uh, like, you know, as, as we've heard through the week, I can't remember who said it. I think it was Fitzsimons, different code, whatever the case might be. But if in doubt, set it out. And if you miss a the whole... Rhymes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's good. Very clever. Yeah. Uh, but he, his thing was that, you know, that if you if there's any sort of question over them, and I think if you missed an entire game, like effectively he was off within the first 10 minutes and they said, no, you can't come back this game. And then you have a game, what, a week later, and then you're all meant to be all good again. Like I thought the whole thing with concussions is that it is the, that longer term recovery. Would you agree with that? Like, I would agree with that. Yes, I think that seems to be the case. But you know, obviously they do have the protocols in place, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we have been known to uh, frown upon the protocols previously. And yeah, that's true. Like, mind you, if this was like coming into like a qualifying final or something like that, I'd be like, oh my god, you got to play him. And then now, like, it's like round three. I'm like, oh, you really should have set that out because he had a terrible <laughs> game. So I'm a huge hypocrite. But continue. But look, there was um, you know, still some other. Tau Tau made three errors, um, which wasn't a team high, but still. You know, unacceptable to be making three errors. And yeah. uh, Mr. Spiegelman, our Hebrew hammer, did yeah. suggest to me, or to us, he yeah. sent it to all of us, but it's to me specifically, he suggested better swap. Swap with the sides. Maybe swap Sioni and Tautau or swap the wingers. So you've got a Tautau SKD edge on one side. Yeah. You've got your uh, Sioni and Rossi. Because it just doesn't seem to have the chemistry yet, the Tautau-Ross combination. What do you think? Yeah, we're definitely missing something. I know we've scored, we, like, we haven't scored many points on the fringe at all in the three games. And quite a few points, quite a few tries have been scored. And we haven't seen those sweeping plays finishing with SKD or um, excuse me, uh, or uh, Nathan Ross. Um, you know, SKD nearly got over, got taken over the sideline, greasy game, blah, blah, blah. But it's but you know, we, the, all the tries that we scored against Canberra were sort of around the the fringes. You were know, the um, in the centre back rower sort of sort of try. So yeah, look, I'm, I'm I'd be trying something different. Um, but then again, is it too early in the season to make a switch? No, it's because that's... again, it's a bit of a knee jerk, maybe a bit of a knee jerk reaction. Do we give it more time? 
Because again, like when you have a combination like that, the thing that fixes it is time and playing together. Is I, it too soon? I think you've got to make these changes. I like changes that when you're addressing a problem. I don't like the, the thing of like, we'll just keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. If you've got, we've got a bit of depth in the backs, you know, not, not a tremendous amount, but like, um, you know, shuffle them around. And also like as, uh, you know, players like Nathan Ross, who we love here at the show. Adore him with Ad- all our hearts. Adore, but like, you know, he's had three pretty quiet games. There are people that are calling for possibly maybe him dropping. Yeah. Uh, you know, spending some time maybe finding uh, his feet in reserve grade. Could that also be a result, though, of having, you know, a more experienced player group? He now doesn't need to do quite as much work. The onus is sort of taken from him to lead and... Possibly, possibly. I, I see what you mean, but it's, um, but you know, I, I'm, I'm just sort of like change it up. If you got the, if you got the depth there, um, and you know, we're, we're serious about you know keeping informed players on the park. Uh, you have to threaten, no matter with your Tower Burger and you're on, you know, whatever we're paying in, probably somewhere in the realms of 400 grand a season, uh, or you know, or Nathan Ross who's been with the club, real clubman, like. But you know, you have to use that. The, the drop and bring up like because you have to l- let everyone know that these performances like now really matter uh, and it's not that we lost and lost obviously because we've got 38 points put on us it's a little bit more focus but in saying that it's you, you have to have that otherwise it's just like we, we've been playing for the last three years and everyone knows that they could have a terrible game make errors and just come back up the next week so yeah, I think you complacency. need complacency complacency which we it's saw a word that I know. Yeah, anything else stand up for you in the stats there, Liam? That's all I've got from the Roosters game, Nagy. But I believe you have some stats that uh, are pertinent to the upcoming game. That's true. The Double H uh, sent through some uh, seal in there. I abbreviated yeah. it. Nice. Um, Save time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with uh, some stuff coming up for the Dragons game, uh, which is coming up this Easter Sunday. Please keep an eye out for a very special event that will be... Uh, talking about very soon uh, regarding the Dragons event. Um, now, uh, Josh uh, says that the... Oops, the wrong page. So, <laughs> <laughs> the Dragons, Paul Vaughan. Uh, and uh, can you pronounce this winger's name? I always struggle. Nene. 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 Nene McDonald. Nene McDonald. So odd that McDonald is his surname, that mm. it seems like he would have a more exotic sounding surname but anyway um the, but uh nene 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 mcdonald uh, and also paul vaughan making well over 100 meters uh averaging per game i think nene somewhere around the 150 mark while paul vaughan around the 130 mark uh, but still big meters and they're, they're, as we were saying before you, your teams that are winning are uh, making those big meters in the middle uh, and nene is just this freak out why that you know that had a bit of fitness issues last year, but seems to come out and playing some really good football in and patches effective meters out of paul vaughan as well and last season he was I think he was hard done by not making the origin side. He was mm. scoring a lot of tries. He was not only making a lot of meters, he was making them well. Yeah. He was making them count. He's a really damaging prop forward, and I think he'll be a tough one to contain. He will. We'll have to contain him. And then I remember last year when we beat the Dragons and they ran for over 200 meters. So that's the kind of thing we need to really focus on is shut down those players, those power players. But uh, also Matt Dufty, the guy that could only ever play football because he just looks like a footballer. Doesn't uh, he? What? He just has that face of a footballer. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, but um, but yeah, he, he's averaging seven tackle busts. Not like, uh, you know, similar numbers to the, the Pong, but uh, not quite up there. It's actually a really good matchup. Two young, exciting fullbacks there, Dufty and uh, Ponga. Dufty doesn't quite have the playmaking now that Pong is really developing, but he's a devastating runner. Yeah. yeah. He's, so, like, he's like a pinball, a pinned ball in the machine when it bounces off the things. Hmm. And uh, yeah, it just seems very hard to tackle. And uh, he runs very good lines. I think that's going to be a hell of a matchup, the two number ones. Yeah, hopefully, unlike the, you know, the pinball machine, hopefully it just doesn't go straight down vertically. And then that you, used to happen to me all the time. Yeah. I'm really disappointed. And you put like the both arms up and, <laughs> and it just sinks right down. <laughs> like, and then that's it. 
pinball machines. I was never um, very good at pinball. No, neither was I. Even though I had access to one, I used to play it for all the time for free, and I still sucked. Yeah, I remember. Um, uh, just slightly offshoot. I used to have that uh, computer pinball, like on your PC. Oh yeah, Hewlett Packard. Yeah, yeah. Space what? pinball. Space pinball. Three D yeah. space pinball. Three D space pinball. So it was on the on the computer, and then I'd I'd, I'd be. It was only me and my sister using the computer, and then we'll, and then she'd put a score up, and then I'd put a score up, and then she'd put a score up, and I'd always try to beat it. And then I wrote like, "Ha ha, finally beating you" or something like that. And then I told her like in real life, I was like, "I beat your pinballs," and she's like, "I don't care." And it just really crushed <laughs> me. <laughs> just crushed me because I realized that in my mind it was this battle, but she was just was like, "I don't care." Um, that was the world of gaming before oh. the uh, before the internet. <laughs> 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 but uh, w- players we need to target uh, Jason Nightingale's uh, making a few errors, one point seven errors per game, as well as uh, Tarek Sims is uh, I think it's zero point seven uh, line break causes this this season. So he's had a few lapses in defence that have led to some uh, opposition tries. So hopefully uh, he's really lazy and um, you know we can get some points on him. It's, it's always good you know getting points on players that that, that jump ship on us, especially those. Dickhead Sims boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and as well as Gareth Widdop, uh, only make, only having an 80% um, tackle effectiveness Uh But so on the other side, he, I think he had eight try assists last week. Unbelievable. Eight? He had a hand in eight of their nine tries. Sorry, not try assists, but try involvement. involvement. So he didn't directly lead to the try, but he was involved in eight of their nine tries. It was unbelievable. The guy's a freak. Having Ben Hunt there has really, really opened up his game, and they are going to need to be targeted, shut down. Yeah. I don't know, take him out to Wollongong Mac as a beat him with a trolley pole or something, <laughs> because they are just hitting a sublime patch of form. Uh, hopefully, uh, that you know we can be their wake-up call. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> but, but it's always a good game against the Dragons. But, Liam, where will you be watching the game against the Dragons? I will be watching the game at the Commonwealth Hotel, Nagy. How about you? I am also going to be watching at the Commonwealth Hotel. Can you believe it? I can believe it because it's the Jouse's first birthday, ladies and gentlemen. We're turning one years old. We never thought we'd make it. No. But here we are. You've all stuck by us through... Mostly, I want to say thick and thin, but mostly... Mostly thick. Th- which one's Is that better? the bad one? I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Whichever one's the bad one, you've stuck, stuck, through, it. stuck through it with us. So yeah. we'll be uh, starting the shenanigans around 2.30. Mm. So you've got plenty of time to go to church in the morning and make sure you do all your uh, prayers and such. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, 2.30, we'll uh, have the footy on. We'll probably yell some stuff at you and maybe a cake. There might be a cake involved as well, but also, cake. much like you'll see on uh, through this episode, we do some uh, did some interviews at, at Roosters game, and also we'll be doing some interviews there as well. So if you want to get on the joust uh, for for next week, um, please please come along. You uh, get so, your mug on the internet. Get, yeah, you get your mug and your mug. Speaking of mugs, Liam, excellent segue. <laughs> <laughs> and our, all our mug winners winners uh, will be very happy to know that we finally uh, chased down the 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 communist country that was developing them um, and uh, we gave a bit of a shake a bit of a shake up and uh, and now we finally got the mugs we finally got the mugs so expect mugs in the mail very shortly I know it's been a few weeks it took us a little bit longer to get them but shipping costs extra from the third world <laughs> yeah that's right it's uh, but it was uh, you know you never realise what it takes uh, to get you know a whole lot of mugs to your, to your door but we finally got them now so keep your eyes out for mugs now Liam Yes, Nagy. <laughs> I think it's time to open that sack of yours. Oh, the sack. Yes, please and thank you. Now, again. You, re- you reached down to your, like, your pants then, and I thought you were actually going to like get something out of your pants. That, oh, no. I, no. Sorry, I thought I was too. <laughs> thank you for stopping me, Nagy. That's I forget right. that we do video these days. It's, oh, God. Um, now, good sack this week, guys. Thank you very much uh, for all the questions as well. Now, I'm going to start with John McGill. Now, John asks, who comes onto the bench for Lamb? Uh, John, that's actually a pretty easy one. The... Uh, 
team list came out today, and it's uh, Jamie Bura, Chris Hyington, and Bo Safidi. So, are you happy with that? You... I like it. I like the big bench. Um, still a bit, you know, kind of confused <laughs> about what the hell's happening with Danny Levi. You'd think, you'd think now, especially because you know the were sort of using that sort of in a, in a hooker rotation ish that maybe Levi would come on. Uh, and I thought, like, if, particularly because we didn't score many points last week, that Levi is point scorer. I think, you know, Slade has proved himself in defence to be a very effective defender and just does a very clean job around the ruck. Um, but it's I think Levi is that spark, that energy that can, you know, get us a try. So I'm surprised they haven't put him back in the side because um, because there's a spot there now. Um, but they must ask, like, what's wrong with uh, Danny Levi? Is he on the, on the off? Well, I think, think he got in a punch-up with Brock Lamb a few weeks ago. No, it wasn't a punch-up. They were having a bit of fun. It's the boys. Was the boys having fun? It was a bit of a slap and tickle in the shower. Just well, a bit then of fun. why was it brought up? But There's nothing wrong with a bit of slap and tickle <laughs> in the shower. If anything, it should be encouraged. Yes. No. Great for team cohesion. <laughs> no. But I like it. I, I think against especially this St. George pack, they're a really good pack. Yeah. We're going to need those bigger boys. I thought our bench last week with Bura and Lamb was a bit too small mm. um, and it showed we actually one stat I forgot to mention we had 325 less running meters yeah I think having that small bench probably didn't help so I like the idea of having uh, Chris getting <laughs> and the two Safidis on the bench yeah yeah no, and Bura obviously playing the role that he plays yeah yeah I heard that uh, Chris Hingigating uh, was uh, actually um, suffering a bit of a hip flex injury which kept him out of the game on um, uh, on Sunday, uh, hence why they brought the the other Safidi back in, uh, Jacob, and I like the twin towers on the bench. I think it's great. So um, I, I I think the bench as it is now um, is is good. I think we should keep it. Um, but you know I've always got spot for Levi in the squad as well. So yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I think he he will make his comeback at some point. It's just a matter of when. Uh, next one is from Stephen Clark. Now Stephen asks, do you think Lilliman deserves to keep? His starting spot after the first three performances, Nagy. I'm very disappointed with him at the moment. Um, just personally, no, um, <laughs> doesn't return any of my calls. No, he's really uh, he's returned all mine. <laughs> bastard, no. Uh, with he, interest. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he he's just not doing the numbers that I thought he would. Last year, he, him and Daniel Safedi were, especially towards the back end of the season, were averaging well over 100 meters. Um, and, you know, he was just the big body. He just looks, I don't know whether his age is catching up with him. Like, eventually you got to slow down. But I just, I just want a little bit more out of him. Not much, just a, a bit of like a 10% raise. Um, just, just an effort. Just around those effort areas. The effort areas, which are such a buzzword right now. And look, I, I think you keep him. I he's, think he's you a keep big, him. He's a big body. And he's he, a big body. He may not be get, hitting the numbers yet that we kind of expected of him yeah. but again he's a professional he's been doing this for a long time mm. just let him have his chance to again we're three games in yeah, I think it's maybe a bit too early to start talking about chopping and changing I think keep him in he's a 32 year old prop on a one year contract I think if anything you don't drop him you bench him and see if you can you know, get a bit of get a bit more out of him then against you know a tighter pack mm. now the last one I'll cover because we do have a lot to move on to is uh, from Gaza Soe Warno. Sorry, Gaz, if I've mispronounced that. Is it Soe Warno? Um, rumour is, Nagy. Now, yeah. rumour is that the Tigers are chasing the Rostock. Do you think he'll leave to chase his dream of playing fullback? Yeah, look, I think this whole fullback thing has been thrown in a, a little bit too hard because I'm not sure if, you, if, you're a Tigers, um, well, if you're a Tigers team and you've got players like uh, Lola here. Uh, who has played fullback before? And, Very well too, and uh, and also Kevin Deguama, who has played fullback as well. That you would uh, get another winger from another team. Uh, Corey Thompson, who is a winger from their team, played fullback on the weekend and played 
with aplomb. I don't, think, I don't think you'll chase it. You've got enough people there to, to play fullback if you want to mix it up. So I doubt they'll be like, hey, Rossi, come to this team and play starting fullback. Um, but like then again, if he if he does, like I think he's got next year left on his Knights contract here. Um, that was the extension that was done uh, last year, I think. It was two years extension this year and next year. Now, if uh, they were to say, look, we're going to give you a three-year contract, um, so next year and two additional years, or you know the rest of this year and another year on the end of it, you know, the player his age, uh, he's probably, you know, he's he, he's an older guy. He came to first grade, um, a lot older than a lot of other players. Um, there's always going to be pressure on him. So, you know, maybe he could leave. I would hate, I would hate that to see him leave. I want to see him play better. I want to see him stay with the Knights. I want to see him, you know, win games for the Knights because that's what he, he loves to do as well. So, um, I don't think he'll go unless it's a, a really juicy contract. I think I agree with you there. You know, he's, seen, he, he's shown that he does love this club. He loves the team. I think he'd stay unless it was an enormous contract. And anyone who would complain about him signing an enormous contract to go play a position he wants to play, I don't care how big of a fan of the Knights you are, you're a dickhead. It's professional sports. Yeah, it's a business. It's, it's a business. business. And, you know, while I would be unhappy about it, I wouldn't begrudge him that opportunity no. because no. that's just rude, yeah. first of all. And second of all, I'm not going to go into the whole big rant I have planned about, <laughs> you know, why players are demanded to have such loyalty by the fans, but it doesn't reciprocate to the clubs. Yeah, yeah. People don't care if a club lets go of a, some, you know, favourite son or some dickhead who has so played two games. This year, if anything, proven mm. that. Look, look at, like, you know, Josh Reynolds playing at Tigers. You've got uh, Dan, uh, uh, Dan Gagai playing at Souths. You've got all, all these clubs sort of, like, players that you thought, they'll never leave there, have all swapped. Uh, this year especially. So it's, you know, it's not surprising. Yeah, Kronk to the Roosters, example, they're pierced to the Knights. It all just, you know, it swings and roundabouts. I've never understood that expression either. I um, don't get it either. Like, they, they're both on a playground. As far as I know, that's as much as they're re- related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's... Uh, Dylan, do you have the time? I do, Nagy. I think it's time for the news. Oh. Yes, now Liam, a lot, a lot has happened, especially. Oh right- my God, we finally have a week where news has happened in the NRL. <laughs> this is amazing. But like, unfortunately, we said like last week, we said we we're waiting for a controversy, and we just hope there wasn't the Knights. But I don't think I touched wood. Um, don't understand that either. But like, but, <laughs> but Liam, but Liam, there's a lot we don't understand. Yeah, no, it's just uh, it's two blokes discussing a lot, like saying a lot yeah. about stuff, and then immediately saying that we don't understand any of it. Now, speaking about things we don't understand. Illicit drugs and <laughs> and um, Daniel Pythian. Daniel Pythian? Dylan yeah. Pythian. Dylan Pythian. Nagy's been on some illicit drugs. We apologize. <laughs> Dylan Pythian. Today, Contract has been torn up. Torn, thrown to the air by uh, by Phil Gardner. I, th- I hope he, like, he was like, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, he got, he got his second... Um, Give me a gun and badge. <laughs> Pythian, you're out. You're a loose cannon. <laughs> but um, he, he got the sack today. It was huge. It um, did. And, like, I think this is... Uh, uh, just to clarify, it was for... You probably all read it. You'll, you know, you're all Knights fans. But, like, it was for illicit drugs. Illicit drug use. It was his second strike against the NRL's illicit drug policy. And, uh, yep, they've torn up his contract. The The penalty for the um, the infringement would be a 12-match ban. But, yep. yeah, Phil Gardner and the Knights have laid a hard line and said, no, look, it's your second strike. Sorry, mate. Tearing out the contract. However, the club will be... Um, Offering counselling and you know having him go through counselling programs, but yeah, his career at the Newcastle Knights is henceforth over. It was really sad because obviously, like uh, Brownie had a lot of faith in him starting in fullback last year. Um, he 
he immediately did his knee against the Warriors in that first game uh, and looked good, looked good in that like short window. Um, but then there was obviously complications with his with his knee reconstruction because he wasn't due to come back till um, around five to seven this year. So it, if, you know, worst case scenario, he comes back around seven, 12 game suspension, he's not come back to round 19 and then he's got to work his way back into a backline spot. I'm not surprised they tore up his contract. But second... Um, you're pointing at me. Well, I was going to say, yeah. uh, th- this raises... Uh, we call back to the sack now because Matt Palmer... I wanted to save this question, yeah. actually. Matt Palmer asked, do you think if Dylan Pythian was a bigger name player, they would have terminated his contract or just sat him out for the 12-week suspension? They would have sat him out. It's uh, it's one of those things like you everyone would go, oh, everyone's on the same uh, thing, but it wouldn't have, wouldn't have been so um, if it was you know a bigger name player. If it was someone like, I don't know... I don't. I can't see him sacking someone like Siani. I can't see him sacking someone like, uh, like the um, James Bure, the captain of the club. Connor Watson. I don't think they'd sack him. You know what I mean? Like I think they've just invested too much. They said like this is the right player. This fits into the mold that we want um, for the future. So I can't see him just going up. No, you're out. But um, one of the big things that was addressed in the club's statement was they said, that obviously. It, was that his behaviour doesn't fit into the culture we're trying to create around the club. So from that, I think we can safely deduce that it was definitely recreational drugs. It wasn't any kind of performance-enhancing well, performance, drug of recovery. No, no, it was... It was yeah, you got to make that, that, that clear because even though he was coming back from knee injury, it wasn't something that it was like a steroid that was banned or anything like that because it, it, was, it said it was illicit drugs and if it was performance-enhancing, it would have been an Asada um, test and it would have been, you know, huge. Uh, look at, like, Jared Mullen, like, out for four years. So it's... Um, it's this and they wouldn't have definitely given him a one-off. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're on steroids this time, but if we catch <laughs> Never you again, again. Um, so I think if anything, uh, it's a little bit worrying around this point now because you think a uh, footballer, someone around that first grade squad, uh, does he, is he partying by himself? Like you know, is he? You think he'd be going out like the footballers with other players involved? And plus, you know, they don't release the first warnings. Like how many? Like we heard there was a bit of a, uh, you know, the trouble with the player behaviour at a, at Aiden Guerra's thirtieth. Uh, about three or four weeks ago, was this? Uh, was Did this we hear this? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was Aiden Guerra's thirtieth though. Yeah, no, happy birthday, huh. Aiden. Uh, the happy birthday. <laughs> but it, like, it was more players involved in this. You know, was there was there something that happened then? Is that just wait for the dust to settle and they've kicked him out the door? A lot of questions to be asked, and hopefully, not too many will be answered. <laughs> yes, <laughs> let's hope they don't, hopefully, because that could ravage our team. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, especially so early on. It's really sad to see that. Um, that it was round three. Like, I don't know when his first one was, but, like, you know. And also, he was out injured. This is the game. He obviously loves playing. It's his full-time career. It would be doing stuff to your, to your self-esteem. And I'm not saying drugs are the answer to your self-esteem problems, but come on, I don't know. It was... If anyone at the age of 22 hasn't made a few mistakes in their life, I think we... Forgive and forget as far as Dylan <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah. So. Deal. Forgiven and forgotten. But but now Liam. Oh, now Naggy. Now you take it. Where you're going. No, I was going to say the other news this yeah. week. My yeah. God, isn't it great to see the collapse of the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles? <laughs> yeah. They're just falling down around us. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely wonderful to see. Obviously been um, done for, I believe the word was massive and systematic salary cap cheating. Yep. Um, they've been slapped with some punishments that are absolutely laughable. Yeah. And it, it's just turned into a bit of a circus this whole thing it really An has absolute circus they've uh, they were given a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar contract i uh, said contract uh fine two hundred fifty thousand of that was suspended um which makes me think why don't they just give him a five hundred thousand dollar fine what's the point what's the point um so but uh yeah i think as uh our producer elliot was saying i think because on the condition that they don't find anything else and then that fine would kick back in 
something like that. But Elliot's had much more, uh, like you know, crosses with the law and court and things like that. So, <laughs> so he's probably he probably understands that system a little bit better than uh, us good Christian lads. But the thing that I don't think has been addressed much is the huge effect that the systematic cheating that they were doing had on the NRL. Now, this happened around the time that Daly Cherry Evans had signed with the Titans, or signed, sorry, with the Titans. Now, he was uh, offered a certain amount by Manly. Turns out 400000 of that was outside the cap. So he suddenly backflips on the Titans, returns to Manly for an illegal sum, and throws the whole NRL into disarray. At the same time, Dylan Walker was leaving South Sydney. Now, $100,000 of his contract was illegal outside yeah. the cap. Um, these figures may not be right. <laughs> I was half asleep when I was watching NRL 360 last night, but I'm fairly certain of that. And to be fair, he was let go by South for drug use as well. Yeah. But And it was the same with Marty Tapao. Like, these players that they brought to the club threw certain clubs into complete and utter chaos and jeopardy. Yeah. And it was all because of systematic salary cap rorting. Yeah, no, I have to agree. And Manly's really gotten off with a couple of with a caution and a fine, basically, and no points deducted. Um, Trent Barrow got a caution. Their current CEO got a caution, but their former CEO um, is now at the Roosters. Joe Kelly, he's it, been suspended for twelve, 12 months. months. Um, what does that mean when you're? If you, can't you just I think do this from the back? Yeah, pretty much. Um, but you, the, the, the Roosters will probably sack him. But like uh, in reality, also the um, the. The, 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 there's no like real you know problem for them. They just move on. The like the CEO has already gone. Apparently, um, if you look at uh, Bob, Bobby Fulton, uh, just resigned like uh, within 12 months ago. Knew the shitstorm was coming and went. I'm out of here. He was general manager of the club at the time, and yeah, just resigned and got now, out. Now he's out of the reach of of the club. And you know he's he's an older guy now, so he probably doesn't have to do anything. But uh, like, which is an absolute. It's an absolute farce. It's ridiculous that this can happen to a team like Manly. Like you know some of the golden boys of of uh, of the club, and they'll probably get like this will be a forgive and forget. Um, and, and the thing that but they were cheating. They were cheating. Yeah, and the thing that years. I found interesting is that yes, they've been given a fine. Yes, they've had you know some slight annoyances put upon them but the NRL will come out and say look this will be a deterrent to any club that wants to cheat in the past no it won't be Melbourne had two premierships stripped and played for no points people are still just cheating the salary cap the Bulldogs came last had all their points stripped people still cheated the salary cap Parramatta with These the brown pepper bags like yeah but they still came last anyway with a cheating <laughs> squad so that's yeah. the funny one I kind of found that very humorous actually what's, what's the matter Parramatta mm. look Liam it's been a pleasure talking to you so much uh, about football but um, what do you have anything else you're looking down your no, no 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 just <laughs> trying to make out Nagy's handwriting uh, it's shocking isn't it it's um, I can't even read it now Liam Sunday 2.30 the Commonwealth Hotel will be there to celebrate our very first birthday together and of course to cheer <laughs> the boys on against uh, the Dragons yeah, if you're going to watch it anyway be watching it there it's going to be an absolute ripper of a time uh, and and there might even be, yeah, there might even be cake. But there would be, it'll be lovely. It'll be lovely. I'm really looking forward to both the football and both celebrating with you. It's going to be fantastic. It's Easter Sunday as well, so make sure that you that you eat all your chockies before you come. <laughs> do you still do chocolate around Easter? Do you like with your with your friends? I don't really like much care for chocolate. Actually, I'm more a savoury man. Yeah. If they can make like an egg out of shapes. Out of Arnott's shapes, Arnott's I'd be shapes. really happy. Like a chicken crimpy egg. Yeah, but also you like chicken crimpy in that savoury flavoured shapes. Which oh, savoury is probably the most underrated shapes flavour of all. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, that's awful. It's delicious. Awful. Very good. Now, Cheddar's a close second. <laughs> that's awful flavours. They're great flavours. Anyway, now, if you know, look out for your mugs in the mail, guys. They'll be coming very soon. As well as if you like the podcast, please like us on Facebook. You can find us on SoundCloud, on Facebook as well, as well as iTunes, uh, Pipes, uh, Twitter. Twitter. Twitter, Twitter, tweet. We're tweeting all the time. As well as, do we tweet some of the stuff from the tour? 
No, not no, a thing. Not a thing. All right. I think it was on your Snapchat. But uh, but also, <laughs> <You> should have. <laughs> but also, yeah, if you also come along to the event on Sunday because yeah, you can have your chance to get on the Jazz for next week as well because uh, we'll be doing some live interviews there uh, watching the Dragons game. So uh, if you put on your red and blue, come down and let's celebrate our birthday. But uh, we'll see you next week and we'll see you on Sunday. Hooroo. We forgot to do the brownie brownies. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's all right. <clears throat>